Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Thursday wherever you may be across the country. We've got a loaded show for you. Frank Isola from Around the Horn swings by. Then we'll talk with Chris Mannix about the NBA. And finally, Dr. David Chow, pro football doc, will get us ready for the weekend to come when it pertains to NFL injuries. All that and more. Plus, we discuss how I'm going to do when it comes to marrying a couple down in the Florida Keys. I am the officiant at their wedding. Fingers crossed it will go well. We'll discuss. It's Outkick the Coverage podcast begins now. And I should also mention that we have a new wins and losses podcast up with the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes football team, Melvin Tucker. I think you guys will like it. It's Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Uh, So we are returning now to the NFL. Week 11 officially starts tonight, and... It's still the case for me that a lot of times Thursday night football sneaks up on me. And uh, and I'm like, well, I've barely kind of taken a breath, gotten over the fact that the NFL week is over, and then boom, we're right back again. And I think this is a pretty intriguing game uh, with the Steelers going up against the Browns. Now, there are a lot of coaches doing good jobs in the NFL this year, right? You can point to uh, John Harbaugh. Uh, certainly, I don't think that the Ravens anticipated that they would be as good as they have been so far. You can always point to Bill Belichick. You can point to Kyle Shanahan uh, out with the 49ers, Pete Carroll with the Seahawks. There are a lot of guys that I would say have exceeded maybe expectations, even if those expectations are high. I'm not sure, however, 
that anybody has done a better job than Mike Tomlin so far this year. And I think Mike Tomlin in general is probably the most underrated coach in all of the NFL. We talk a lot about how good Bill Belichick is. There's a lot of praise of Pete Carroll. Certainly Andy Reid, even though he hasn't won a Super Bowl, comes in for a lot of praise as well. Uh, uh, down in uh, New Orleans, a lot of people sit around and talk about the Drew Brees combo uh, with, uh, with everything that they've been successful with in a coaching perspective. But not that many people talk about Mike Tomlin over time and how good he has been with the Steelers. And I think for a large extent, that's because he gets overshadowed by Bill Belichick. Because ultimately, the Steelers, by and large, have not been really able to get past what the success of the New England Patriots represents. And it seems like they play against the Patriots quite a bit and always come up a little bit short. And that's unfair because Bill Belichick is historically the greatest coach probably in NFL history, and we may never see his equal in our lifetimes. But Mike Tomlin is still an incredibly successful coach over time. In fact, right now, if you asked me, I would say, and you could disagree, certainly, but I would say the five best coaches in the NFL, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Sean Payton, Andy Reid, and... Uh, and Mike Tomlin. That's a pretty strong five. You could, again, quibble. You could add, you could say, hey, Clay, you know what? I think John Harbaugh should be in. Totally get that. And you could make that argument. Uh, I think the five guys that I mentioned, by and large, given the length of time that they've been coaches, are a little bit better. But that's probably your top six, right? If you want to add in John Harbaugh. Um, and, uh, And those six have all been pretty outstanding in a league where, honestly, you know, people pick on Jeff Fisher, But if you can go 500, you're probably doing pretty decent because it's hard to go 500 in the NFL because everything is set up for you to be average and therefore there are a lot of people who go below average and aren't able to succeed at a very high level. So that's how I would break down in general the NFL coaching marketplace. Tonight, the Steelers are going on the road against the Browns. And what Mike Tomlin has managed to do this year is really off the charts relative to his past years of successes, even though the team is not anywhere near the best team that he's ever had. This, if you remember, was a team that looked like they were in incredible difficulty. Now, in retrospect, you can look at the way the Steelers started the season and say, oh, you know what? maybe they just had an incredibly front-loaded schedule. Because if you remember, first of all, the Patriots waxed the Steelers on the opening weekend of the year, right? And that happens, and uh, it's not necessarily a surprise anytime somebody gets waxed by the Steelers. uh, Sorry, by the Patriots. But then the Steelers lost an incredibly close game to the Seahawks, who obviously are a very good team. And then they lost a very close game to the 49ers, who were a very good team. And so they were sitting at 0-3. And everybody, myself included, was saying, man, this is going to be a rough year for the Steelers because in that midst of that awful start, they lost Ben Roethlisberger. So they win against the Bengals. No surprise, everybody has. And then they lose a really tough overtime game against the Ravens that they had absolutely no business losing. And they are sitting at that point in time at 1-4. and four. Since then, they have gotten hot. They've won four in a row. And if the season were ending today they would be in the playoffs. Now, on the flip side, the Browns 
have been an unmitigated disaster so far this season. But the Browns have managed to get a win over the Bills, uh, which was a, a fairly solid win. And now, with the Steelers coming to town on Thursday night, the Browns have an opportunity, even though this season is going to be nowhere near what they had hoped it would be, if they could beat the Steelers, the Browns get to 4-6, and six, and they've got a good shot to go on the road the next weekend, um, and, uh, and we'll see where things can go. But their schedule is not very tough, right? If the Steelers lose to the Browns, the Browns can get a win to get to 4-6. and six. They're probably going to beat the Dolphins next weekend, and that would get them back almost to 500, and they still have the Bengals, the Cardinals, and the and the uh, and the Bengals still on the schedule. So as bad as the Browns have been, they have a decent chance to get to seven and nine or eight and eight, and not be a complete disaster this year. So I'm intrigued to watch this game and see what happens tonight, uh, because if the uh, Steelers can get this win, the Steelers can get to six and four. Their schedule down the stretch is also not particularly difficult. They get the Bengals. They get uh, the Browns again at home, which you would think they'd have a good chance to win. They get the Cardinals. They get the Bills, who maybe are a little bit overrated. Uh, They then get the Jets, and then they finish with the Ravens. But if the Steelers could win tonight, the Steelers could win tonight. It's possible they could run uh, the rest of the way and end up with a 10-6 and record and feel pretty good about the odds that they could make the playoffs. So this is a big swing game in both directions. Uh, The Browns are a three-point favorite. I want to bring in Eddie Garcia to start here because he is a Steelers fan. Eddie, are you with me that while he's not getting the attention that he might get with some of the better teams that he's had in this Ben Roethlisberger era, that this is one of, if not the best, coaching jobs we've ever seen from Mike Tomlin? I would have to say so because when you think of the adversity that the roster has faced, and I know people can talk a little bit about the Antonio Brown situation, and there have been injuries before, but when you lose your starting quarterback – and you put a guy out there who has virtually no experience, uh, and you know you are somehow able to be competitive and, and win some games. I think you've got to give credit to the head coach. Now, when we went into the season, it was interesting because uh, I know that I was saying it, and I heard other people saying it that they thought that this would be a big year for the Steelers, even though the Browns were getting the attention that Mike Tomlin, in the wake of the Le'Veon Bell and and uh, Antonio Brown situations, had something to prove that he did have control of the locker room and the players still respected him. And the same Ben Roethlisberger had something to prove as well because of the comments that he had made and, and so on and so forth. Well, unfortunately, we didn't see Roethlisberger because he went down in week number two. But Tomlin has uh, obviously been there and has kind of, I think, I would think, uh, has proved to a lot of people that, yes, he has control of the locker room, he has respect of the players, and that in in spite of some people who think he's underachieved, even though he's a guy who's never had a losing season as an NFL head coach, that he still is uh, an asset for this organization. Yeah, and would you agree with me, by the way, that we underrate Mike Tomlin in general because Bill Belichick is so great? In other words, it's I always feel like we've almost got a situation where everybody who played with Michael Jordan is a little bit under the radar compared to where they might otherwise be because Jordan was so good. And so if you're Carl Malone or you're John Stockton or you are Patrick Ewing or Reggie Miller or any of those guys that never quite got a championship just because they were sort of uh, lost in the shadow of Michael Jordan, it almost covers up how good they were. I feel like Mike Tomlin's in a similar situation in the shadow of the greatest ever, which detracts from how good he's been. 
Yeah, I think I think that's fair, and I think you know we'll never know the answer to this, but it would be it would be interesting to know what kind of success the Steelers might have had had, of course, the Patriots dynasty never existed. Uh, I think it's reasonable to think they could have at least been in one more Super Bowl or two, maybe won another one. So, I, I mean, look, it's it's never the history is what it is, and Belichick deserves all the credit as do the Patriots. But yeah, it's been it hasn't been easy for the Steelers. Uh, and a lot of their teams in the AFC because of the Patriots, obviously. All right, I like the Browns tonight. I want to go around the horn here with Thursday night football coming back. I think the Browns are going to go out and beat the Steelers, having given all the praise that I did on Mike Tomlin and what a good job he has done this year. I feel like this situation sets up well for the Browns, even though they've been disappointing this season. Major national audience. They've got a little bit of uh, of their swag back to a limited degree because they managed to win the Bills, I think, uh, beat the Bills. I think they can win a couple of games in a row here. Baker Mayfield playing a little bit better, and frankly, it's hard for him to be worse uh, given how bad the season started. I think they come out in prime time and get this win against the Steelers. I think they also cover the three. Low-scoring game, but I think they get it done. What say you, uh, Danny G, about this game? I am actually going to go with the Steelers here because of their defense. I think Minka Fitzpatrick is looks like a hell of a trade. Yes, and a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. You were talking about Tomlin. How about Kevin Colbert, the GM, and the Steelers front office? Check out this stat. Since they got Fitzpatrick in that trade, they're five and two in seven games. He's had five interceptions, two forced fumbles. He recovered one. And scored two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, it's been a f- fantastic trade for them. Plus, that trade is pegged to where they finish. So at the time the trade was made, obviously the Dolphins are hoping, man, I hope they mail in the season. I hope they stink going forward. Yeah. Now, you know, they may be uh, getting, you know, in the top 10 or, or so of the NFL, depending on how things shake but if, shake out. But I told you, if if they won tonight... Their schedule is very, very favorable the rest of the way. They would be set up very well to make a wild card run. Well, and Baker Mayfield has been a turnover machine. Only Jared Goff and Jameis Winston have more turnovers. Mayfield has 12 interceptions and one fumble. Yeah. All right, so you're going with Steelers tonight. What about you, Dub? I'm going to go with the Steelers as well. Danny G just mentioned the turnovers. The Browns actually haven't had a turnover their last two games. But with this Pittsburgh defense, I think that's going to change I think James Conner, he's coming back from injury. I think he's going to have a good night. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but I think the Steelers stay hot and keep winning, and you're exactly right about their schedule. If you look at it and they win this game tonight, they would have to be favored to make the playoffs in the AFC, which is just incredible to think about where they were sitting after four games this season to think that at this point in the season they could be a favorite to make the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. Eddie, are you on the Steelers? Do you think they lose tonight to the Browns? I am on the Steelers, um, but I do think this is the game of the year for the Browns. Uh, If they come out and can get a big play early and get the crowd into it, I think it might carry them to a win. But on the flip side, if the Steelers make a big play early, if there's a turnover that turns into points, I think it completely goes the other way. So I think the start of this game is really important for both teams. And I just I don't trust um, uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, he, I think he, he wants to make so many plays and prove you know that he was worthy of his, of his selection and, and that he's a franchise quarterback that – Sometimes he pushes it, and in a big game like this, I could see him doing something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, He almost tries too hard and tries to make plays where they aren't. Um, Sometimes misses the easy throw, it seems like to me. Roberto, which way are you going? 
the Thursday night game, I like taking the home team. I take the the Browns in a low scoring game, and that Browns defense stepping up against uh, Mason Rudolph. There, smart man. I'm with you. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We're going to be joined by uh, Frank Isola in a minute. He said he's getting out of the subway. He wants to make sure he's got a good signal. So uh, that will happen here momentarily. But I want to go back to the Steelers-Browns game uh, tonight and why this could be so significant. Uh, a lot of you may not care. You might be like, Steelers-Browns, I don't I don't care. I mean, I think it's a good game, right? This, uh, because the Browns have been a good storyline all season. But the Steelers, if you are a fan in the AFC and you hope that your team could be in the playoff race – and there are a lot of teams right now in the AFC playoff race. If the Browns win this one, that would get them to – sorry, if the Steelers win this one, that would get them to 6-4. and four. Then listen to the rest of their schedule. They've got the Bengals, which, I mean, the Bengals have completely mailed in their season, so you feel good about 7-4 and four there. Then the Browns come to Pittsburgh, so you would feel good if you had just beaten them about getting another win there, which gets them to 8-4. and four. Then they go on the road against the Cardinals. I think that's not a game that would be that surprising if the Steelers won, which could give them a chance to get to 9-4. and four. Then the Bills come to town, and the Bills, frankly, uh, they aren't that good, right? Even though they're sitting right now at 6-3, and three, Steelers could win that one. That would be 10-4, and four, and the Jets are awful. Steelers go on the road, gets them to 11-4. and four. Now, you may think I'm crazy, but all of those are very winnable games, and then they go on the road against the Ravens at the end of the year. Is it possible that the Steelers could, if they win tonight, get a role really going and continue to roll and be in a position in that final week of the season where the AFC North is still undecided? Maybe they could put some pressure on the Ravens who play a much more difficult schedule down the stretch than the Steelers do. Maybe that's a bit ridiculous. Maybe it's a bit, un, uh, you know, a bit outside the realm of possibility. But if you look at what the Ravens have until they get to the final three weeks of the season, the next four for the Ravens are pretty tough. Texans come to town. It's a very winnable game for the Texans. Tough one for the Ravens. Then the Ravens go on the road against the Rams. That feels like it's probably for the Rams a does our season matter at all type game for the Rams, a must-win, circle-the-wagons type event. Then they go on the road against the 40, sorry, the 49ers come on the road against the Ravens. That's not an easy game. And then the Ravens go on the road against the Bills. Now, the final three are very, very winnable for the Ravens with the Jets, the Browns, and the Steelers, all in AFC North divisions. But it's not unheard of that, again, at the end of the season, the Steelers could put themselves in position to be playing for the AFC North title if, and this is a big if, if they start their winning streak uh, in that final six weeks of the season tonight against the Browns. So I think this is a really intriguing game uh, to check out, to be sure, as the NFL Week 11 action officially gets underway. Uh, All right, Frank Isola comes up here in a minute. We had a pretty intriguing uh, end-of-the-game situation between the Clippers and the Rockets last night. Do we have audio of this? Uh, Danny G of uh, Austin Rivers trying to get his dad teed up and then talking about it uh, as Doc Rivers wasn't happy with the way this game ended. We actually have the post-game audio lined up at the moment for you. 
All right, let's tee it up. I want to hear that because a lot of people haven't seen it. Or you can set the scene. I didn't watch. Were you watching this last night? I was, yeah. There was a minute 31 left in the game. The Clippers basically imploded. They had been chirping at the refs throughout the entire game. Patrick Beverly received his sixth foul. He didn't like it. Neither did Doc Rivers. So he's on his way out. He stared down the ref. So the ref gave him a tee on top of him, you know, fouling out of the game. And then Doc Rivers went nuts because there was a problem with the number of timeouts left. So Doc Rivers tried to challenge a play, but uh, it was past the 30 seconds allotted after a play in which to make a challenge. So they told him he didn't uh, he didn't burn a timeout on the challenge, and he had two remaining. He got teed up for going on the court and and giving the refs a hard time about the whole timeout situation and what went on with Beverly. And the whole time. His son, uh, Austin Rivers, now obviously a rocket, was standing behind him doing the T and trying to get the ref's attention, telling him to eject his dad. The announcers had a good laugh, and they kept replaying Doc's son behind him, trying to get him kicked out of the game. They talked to, uh, to Austin and Doc about what happened. All right, let's hear that. There was a lot of gripe in all games, so my guess is they were tired of all of us. But when you make a mistake like that, you can't then throw the coach out. Like, you got to own up to your mistakes. We own up to ours. I just told you we didn't play good basketball. I got to do a better job with our offense. I'm owning up to it. They should own up to it as well. I don't know if you noticed, but Austin was behind you kind of telling the refs to tee you. Yeah, well, he should. You know, <laughs> he should. Uh, I didn't care. I saw him, actually. Did you enjoy the last couple tees of the game? I did. I mean, we saw you calling for it. Yeah. I know it's coming. I can see him. I've seen that look before many times. So once he starts blinking his eyes fast, he starts. He's, that's when I know he's about to level up. So I just start telling Tony to get him. They got him. He's out of here. You said Thanksgiving was going to be weird, but you actually played them one more time before Thanksgiving. Uh, I doubt we'll go to dinner or anything like that. He actually is sensitive to stuff like that, so um, we'll see what happens. But I love him. I mean. It was a really good moment, though. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. I really did enjoy that. I've watched that clip. It's pretty outstanding. Uh, Let's go ahead and join uh, Frank Isola at the Frank Isola. He's on Around the Horn. He is uh, also at SiriusXM, and uh, you can read him at The Athletic. Uh, You ever root for uh, anybody in your family to get tossed out of a game before, Frank? (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Sometimes my my daughter got a little out of control. Maybe I was thinking, you know, it might be the best thing for her to get thrown out. I think my son would love it if I got thrown out. I, I got uh, Little League Baseball. We had a bad call, and I got into an argument with the umpire, and I was like, I apologized to my uh, my kid afterwards, and he was like, oh, Dad, I loved it. I was hoping you were going to get thrown out. <laughs> so, uh, Wait, you, you, know, you, know what's fun, you know what's funny, though, Clay? A lot of kids, whenever their parents, and even if their parents know a lot about sports, and their parents sometimes get involved. Yeah, no, uh, there's no doubt that, that is, uh, that's pretty entertaining. All right, we were talking, we started off the show, talking about the uh, the game between the Steelers and the Browns and uh, and everything, all the drama that surrounded Baker Mayfield, Freddie Kitchens, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, the fact that the Browns are sitting at three and six. But is this one of the best coaching jobs of Mike Tomlin's career, even though they're only five and four, when you consider the Roethlisberger injury, uh, Le'Veon Bell being gone, Antonio Brown being gone, all of the changes that are going on there uh, to, uh, to be breaking in Mason Rudolph and I think it surprises a lot of people, but if the season ended today, the Brown, uh, sorry, the uh, the Steelers would be in the playoffs, and uh, and and I think that's that's pretty shocking when you consider the zero and three start and the one and four beginning. Yeah, and I also think a lot of it has to do with the organization that they have. 
you know, and they would never allow what's gone on in Cleveland to go on in Pittsburgh. And they've had, listen, they had Antonio Brown last year. If you remember, I think it was the final game of the season. He showed up for the walkthrough and then didn't show up for the game. Or left the game early, I think it was. So they, they just deal with things a little bit differently. And I think the fact that they're not the kind of team that when things go wrong, they automatically point the finger at the coach, whether that's the front office, whether that's the players. Like, that whole thing is removed. They're just one of the best organizations. And this was the year to get the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially if you were the Cleveland Browns. Because all we heard all year, all offseason, was that the Browns were going to be the better team. They're the team that does all the talking. They have all the talent. All we heard was about who they added. Meanwhile, you heard Antonio Brown is gone. Le'Veon Bell is gone, and yet here are the Pittsburgh Steelers still rolling along. I think it has a lot to do with just the organization in general, from ownership down, but I think it has a lot to do with Mike Thomas. You know, I, I know he got criticized the past couple of years, but to me, you know, is he the best coach in the league? No, but he's still pretty good. I think they have a structure there and a certain way of doing things, and that's why they're pretty stable. And you look at the Cleveland Browns, the overhyped team of the offseason, they're the team that's struggling. You're in New York right now. You have covered the Knicks for a long time. I know the standard of the exact opposite of the Pittsburgh Steelers in terms of organizational discipline and uh, the overall uh, the overall quality of an organization is probably the Knicks. But have you ever seen them more incompetent than they are right now? It's it's pretty high up there, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact you know the owner clearly has a lot to do. I think all these organizations, if you have a good owner. It, it trickles on down. But you look at a guy like Steve Mills, who, I, you know, the culture at Madison Square Garden, Clay, is one of survival. So the Knicks fans get caught up in, no, no, this plan, they have a plan. No, their only plan is to survive. And I think you saw it on Sunday. They were playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. At halftime of the game, the owner meets with Steve Mills. He brings them out. He tells them to address the media after the game, basically apologize to the fans. Steve Mills goes up to the podium and instinctively starts to blame David Fisdale in a roundabout way, kind of throws his head coach under the bus. And I think that's always kind of been the culture at the guard, really the last 20 years. And ever since, you know, Jeff Van Gundy left and even Pat Riley, because it was different. In the 90s, the Knicks were like uh, an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers. There was accountability and things like that. Now it's a laughingstock. But what they have is a built-in fan base. So you- the fans still, still go to all these games. Yeah. No, I mean, and right now it is the time that tries the soul of the New York area sports fan because the Giants and the Jets are awful. The Knicks are not good. It's still a year away before the Nets could theoretically be good. You had the Battle of New York, and everybody, it seems like, was piling on the Jets and Adam Gase right before the Battle of New York, and then the Jets went out and won the game, and now Giants fans are looking around like, what in the world's going on with us? Who would you buy stock in right now? If you had to buy stock in the Giants or the Jets, which team? I'm losing a lot of faith, obviously, in both of them. But to me, the Giants are just a more stable organization. And I, it, to me, it would still be them. I like Jamal Adams. I think he's a big-time player. I mean, he does talk about himself like he's the next Ronnie Lott when his team really hasn't won that much. But to me, it would be the Giants, even though they lost that game. Both quarterbacks, though, and you know how it works now, Clay. You have one good game. Everyone's already they're ready to put you in cannon. And that was yeah. the thing with Daniel Jones after he won that game against Tampa Bay. Yeah, that was he marched it down the field. That was great. But let's slow down. The guy's ball security, as they love to say in the NFL, how bad is it? All he does is turn the ball over. 
Well, at least he replaced a guy who never turned. Uh, it's funny. They basically taken Eli and replaced him with a younger Eli based on uh, based on the turnovers so far. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go into this uh, Colin Kaepernick situation. Uh, I'm going to give my theory on exactly what's shaken there in general. But how surprised were you that basically the NFL seems as if they've put the Colin Kaepernick incident entirely behind them? Nobody is talking about it really. The league's ratings are great. Uh, the storylines are pretty, pretty powerfully good. And then, for some reason, the NFL like can't avoid touching that third rail. And now Kaepernick is a top story again. I, I don't get it. You know, when players were getting hurt this year, and there's a lot of quarterbacks that have been getting hurt. There have been backup quarterbacks getting hurt, and it wasn't like every time somebody got hurt, oh, that should be Colin Kaepernick. He's better than that guy. He should be starting over him. They should sign him. No one was saying it. It's, it's weird how it just came out of left field. I would tend to think, you know, the theory that maybe there is a team out there that wants or that is interested in him, but they don't want to be the team to bring him in because if it doesn't work out, they don't want all the aggravation. So maybe they're kind of doing it in this group kind of setting. Maybe, maybe that makes some sense. The one thing I think where Colin Kaepernick made a big mistake and the media made a mistake, maybe his representatives, was when it came out that they – the teams are interested. We're going to have this workout for you. I guess they notified him on a Monday or a Tuesday, and they said get there, you know, on Saturday. This whole thing of did they give him enough time? He wanted to do it this way. When they said teams want to look at you, can you be in Atlanta on Saturday? He said absolutely. I'll be yeah. there today if you want me to. Like, what is he? What is he buying an outfit for the <laughs> for Saturday that he that it's going to take four days? Like, how many times in your life when you're kind of you, you need a job or somebody will call you at the last such a minute, great point. And you have to get there. I, I can't believe yeah. how the media made such a big deal. Well, it's a Monday and the thing's Saturday. They're not asking him to walk to Atlanta. I'm sure he's going to be able to four days notice. If he's in shape, like everyone claims, what's the big deal? Yeah, it's funny. Like, uh, we're in the media business, right? Like, if, uh, if my contract was up on radio and there was a radio or TV company and they were like, hey, we're really interested in hiring you for a job that pays you a tremendous amount of money. Can you be at any city in America for an interview at the end of this week? The answer is yes. And I think for everybody out there listening right now, uh, if you got a call, regardless of what you do for a living, if you got a call from somebody who was willing potentially to pay you millions of dollars to do what you do, but you had to be in any city in America by the end of the week, would you be there? Uh, I think almost every single person listening to me right now would say, yeah, I'd be there. And that certainly... There are situations you might be like, man, I'm in New York and I got to get to L.A. Or I'm in L.A. and I got to get to New York, right? Big trips or whatever. It'd be better if I could interview in the city I'm in and I could pick the day that I get to interview. Yeah, no kidding. But you are not the person who gets to dictate the terms by which you are hired. You are an employee. And if you got the opportunity, I don't understand how in the world there's any story other than, yeah, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be there. I can't wait. Thank you. I know, that, that's the attitude that I thought he would have taken. Absolutely. You want me there on Saturday? I'll do it tomorrow. Can you guys make it tomorrow? Well, what the, I'll get there Friday. You want me to do it Friday? This idea, when you need a job, you will show up. That, that's, that's the way it works. And if he's in shape like everybody thinks he is, now, come on. Realistically, if he hasn't played an NFL game in three years, I'm sure on some level he's going to be rusty. I'm sure they're probably looking to see if he could still throw the ball. And, and I'm sure he is in relatively good shape. But that part of the story, I, I think kind of the media and – Colin Kaepernick's representatives, I think they kind of missed the boat on that one. Come on, everyone looking for a job has been in that situation where it's like, hey, we need you tomorrow. Get here. They gave him a five-day warning. That's more than enough time. He's not walking to Atlanta. 
Yeah. You know what I think is intriguing, too, and I'm curious if you agree with me. If Colin Kaepernick gets a job, it's not going to be as a starting quarterback, right? It's going to be as a backup, and maybe he can fight his way into eventually starting if the starter gets injured or performs poorly or something along those lines. But the minute he's got a job, I think he's even more irrelevant than he is now because we don't talk very much about backup quarterbacks in the NFL unless the quarterback in front of them gets hurt and they end up playing you know, multiple games. Otherwise, you're just a guy with a clipboard and most people kind of ignore you. This kills any argument that Colin Kaepernick is a martyr because then he's just another guy on the sideline hoping to be a starter someday. Yeah, and it's also, it's late in the season, number one, just in terms of him joining up with the team. I think for him it's a good thing because to your point, no one really had been talking about this anymore. It seemed like everyone had kind of come to the realization he's probably not going to play in the NFL. People have kind of moved on to something else to talk about the, you know, to kind of complain about. It, it'll be interesting if, if he gets the chance, because now the stories are coming out that people are saying it might not, people, teams are looking at him maybe for next season. Yeah. Well, if you're looking at him for next season, why would he be looking at him this week? And, you know, I don't know, what did you make of that tweet that he sent out? Because I thought that was interesting. He's a pretty smart guy. For him to say, I'm looking forward to seeing head coaches and general managers there, is he trolling like it's some such a dumb team. thing to send on Saturday before like, the games. <laughs> it's interesting, too, because it's a college football day. So even yeah. from a news standpoint, more people are focused on college football on that Saturday. There's no way that he thinks that head coaches are going to be there on a Saturday. I don't uh, even think Dan Quinn, if they had a home game in Atlanta, would be there. Yeah, it's really a strange situation in general. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, have a uh, great weekend. We'll talk to you next week, my man. Thanks, I appreciate it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I think I know exactly why the NFL scheduled this workout uh, for Colin Kaepernick on Saturday. I believe, first of all, let's go back a step. He settles his collusion lawsuit in February for a few million dollars. Uh, and I think what's happened is since that time, nobody has signed him and his lawyer has contacted the league. This is my theory and said, we're going to sue you again because you've continued to collude against my client. Nobody is signing, signing him to play football and he wants to play football and, uh, and he's good enough to play football. And I think the NFL just finally said, threw up their hands and said, okay, we're going to call your bluff. You're not going to sue us, but just to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are not colluding, we are going to create a special workout for your client specifically on Saturday in Atlanta. Every team is invited. You can show them yourself face-to-face, boom, that they should be willing or able to sign you. And then if nobody signs you, it's literally impossible for you to argue that we are in any way as a league colluding against you. If you are not signed, it's simply because you are not worth the trouble. And I think that's the reason here that Colin Kaepernick is not signed because everybody in the NFL is balanced on the scale of how does their talent compare to their problems. This morning, uh, today, reports are Antonio Brown is going to meet with the NFL and we're going to find out whether or not he is going to face suspension for the lawsuit alleging that he sexually assaulted a woman, right? The NFL is investigating that to determine whether or not he is uh, culpable there. 
Antonio Brown is beyond a shadow of a doubt, I believe, one of the 10 best wide receivers in the NFL. Why is Antonio Brown not employed? Because he's bad for business, because his talent is not now exceeded by his problems. Okay? It's a great lesson in life no matter who you are. So long as your talent exceeds your problems, you will be employed. It's a big lesson for life. If you are good enough at what you do, you can be treated differently and you will be treated differently at your job. The best real estate agent, if you are a real estate agent at your business, can get away with behavior that the worst real estate agent could not. The best wide receiver in the NFL can get away with behavior that the most average wide receiver in the NFL cannot. Sports is a perfect laboratory to reflect this. And I believe the reason why Colin Kaepernick is not signed is because his talent is not high enough to deal with the fallout from a business perspective of employing him. And the same thing is true of Antonio Brown. And the same thing is true of every single person listening to this radio program right now. If you are the best in your profession, you don't have to be flawless in your behavior. If you are the most average person in your profession, you do. If you're a guy or girl out there who's barely got a job at your business, you're probably nowhere near in as good a shape as the guy or girl who brings in the most revenue for your business. And the problem for Colin Kaepernick is he is filled with problems that his talents can't write a check to overcome. And I think the NFL just finally got fed up with this and they said, fine, you can have a workout on Saturday. Nobody's going to sign you, probably. And then we're going to move into the offseason and we'll be moving into a fourth straight year that you have not played. You'll be advancing on 33 years of age. But I think the NFL would kind of like for Colin Kaepernick to get signed because the moment that he picks up a clipboard and steps onto the sideline, he becomes irrelevant. Like virtually every other backup quarterback in the NFL, he's not a martyr anymore. And it ends that storyline. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I want to bring in the crew and find out what their expectation is for me as a wedding, uh, as a wedding marrier, as an officiant, as the uh, person who will stand up in front of 200 some odd uh, guests uh, in the Florida Keys on Saturday and marry a couple. Uh, the, the girl who is getting married, uh, I have known for a long time. She used to work with me at OutKick. I've known her uh, fiance for a long time as well. And so uh, it's not like they're complete strangers by any stretch of the imagination. I know them. But what do you expect to see of my performance? Honestly, Jason Martin should have had me do the officiating for his wedding, too. I think I would have done an incredible job. And we could have heard you. Could have heard me. That was the downside. We showed up. uh, I showed up a little bit late for Jason Martin's wedding. Audio. You know, audio guy always complains. Audio guy's always upset. There's inevitably, if if you're new to the show... There's always the guy out there who's got like his uh, his like stereo surround earphones on. He's like, "Excuse me, I noticed that the audio component of your show was not as good as it usually is." Well, audio, audio that's what audio guy sounds like. Excuse me, that I had my huge earphones on and that the audio was not perfect today. There was a small tick in the background in the second hour. Could you please examine the ticking sound that's going on? Every 46 minutes, it happens in the 47th minute of your show every day. It's infuriating. How do you continue to have this ticket? That's audio guy. But I'm not usually audio guy, but I couldn't hear one word 
of Jason Martin's wedding because the audio was awful. Yeah, they I was didn't in the have back. microphones. Usually they have a mic up there. Yeah, usually somebody's wired up. Now, I have a great stentatorian booming voice, so I think I still would have been able to be audible. But, yeah, you got to have the audio worked out at the wedding because if you're in the back, you have no idea what's actually going on, especially if you're outdoors, you know, where you've got, like, uh, a train. ambient sound. A train went by during the wedding. I had, I have, I, I'm not kidding about this. <laughs> I went to Jason Martin's entire wedding, and I didn't hear a word. I'm not sure that he's actually married. Did you hear anything? You were closer than me. I only heard a little bit of Jason because, obviously, his voice carried – more than the pastor and his new wife. Yeah. So how do you think that I will do? If you were projecting a uh, draft grade or a score for me, what do you think about the uh, performance? So you wrote something up? No. Oh, so you, well, you're just going to wing it? Yeah. What are you going to talk about? You're well, I mean, I know your... the couple, so I'm right. going to go up. And I'm not the I, I think it looks bad. Like, I, I am going to go up with a card at the end because I want to make sure that I get the vows correct, right? I don't want to screw up the vow, you know, take this man, you take this woman, all that stuff I want to get right. So I'm going to pull out for, uh, you know, the the the, uh, the the procession right there. But that's really only at the very end. You know, you can present the ring, all that stuff. I want to make sure that I nail that. But in terms of the actual, uh, you know, ceremony, I think it looks bad when you are speaking in public and you pull out like a, a card or you pull out like a sheet of paper or something like that. I think it looks unprofessional. So, I mean, I, I look, yeah. you know, I you're saying you for, need to look like a freestyle rapper up there. Well, I talk for three hours every day and you have seen me before at, at most, at most, I might come in with my phone so that I can read the advertisements and maybe possibly with a sheet of paper in front of me. And even that usually I don't do like I'm doing the three hour show today without a note. So I do three hours of television, uh, three hours of radio without notes. I typically do an hour of television without notes. I do, you know, the 30-minute Periscope Facebook. I talk for a living without notes. So no, I won't have any notes. Well, I guess the other big question then would be, what is your outfit? Since she's from OutKick family and what we've been talking about this past week, I think it would be a home run if you went up there in a turtleneck. Yeah, I'm not going to be in a turtleneck. My, I, you know, this is this is ridiculous, and I understand that some people judge me for this. I don't pack, so I am. My wife is with me. We are going to uh, the Florida Keys. I have not packed a single thing. So you don't even know what you're going to wear. I, I, when you know until when you, go you through, see what your wife packed. That, for that's you. correct. Wow. Uh, you know how you go through. The uh, when you put your bag on like the conveyor belt at the uh, at the airport, yeah. and they're like, this bag is always there. Every they used to make a big deal, say, sir, has this bag been in your possession the entire time? The answer is, I have been traveling for years, and I have never known what's in the bag that I'm putting through the X-ray machine because I blindly trust my wife to pack everything for me. I'm not, I, and I'm not kidding about this. Like, I do not have a single idea what is going to be in my bag. Now, we went out to dinner with the couple last week, so I know that I've got like a dark suit that I'm wearing for the wedding, but I'm not even, I've got a lot of suits now because you have to sit, you know, for television. I've got to have a jacket on every day. I don't know which one she picked. I don't know which shirt she picked. I don't know if she picked a tie, belt, shoes, none of that. I don't know a single thing. I will be as surprised as everyone else. Same thing, by the way, at Christmas. I never know what we're giving anybody. Like when I'm I, when people are sitting around opening presents and and it's like, you know, somebody's getting a gift from us, I never have a clue what it is. I'm as I'm as interested to see what they get as as, as they are. What percentage of men do you think 
are married and have that amount of faith in their wife that they don't even know when they're going on vacation what has been packed? I don't know. I mean, Your if marriage it's not was a problem, it was. It was a Hollywood wedding. Um, so I've always fended for myself. But, I mean, if your wife wanted to set you up, she could put... Put a gun in. Tons and tons of uh, Scarface. She could, she, could yeah. go, she could go out and buy a bunch of Coke and just put it in. She could go buy drugs. I could just go right... You'd have I would, no idea. Drugs and guns. I could be rolling through <laughs> with, like, I'm, I'm uh, you know, like a warlord uh, with uh, tons of ammunition, everything yeah. else. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even blink. She'd finally get to get a cat? She might get, yeah. If, you, if you're not aware, <laughs> my wife told me recently on her 15th wedding anniversary... That she had decided uh, that when I die, she's going to get a cat. Um, so uh, yeah, she'd get a cat. I mean, I don't know if she'd get a cat if I went to prison, probably. Uh, but she wouldn't make as much money, so uh, that would be a downside for her. Well, so what, you're probably going to do okay because she's dressing you, and you have an idea of what you're going to say, and you know the couple well. So I, I don't see how you could strike out in this situation. What about you, Dub? What do you think? You, Dub, you've been to like 100 weddings in the last 100 weekends. You've been to a wedding every weekend for two years in a row. So you're kind of an expert on weddings right now. Well, how do you think I'll do? Well, first of all, I have a question. Can can anybody officiate a wedding? Or is you have something to get, you have to be licensed for? Yeah, or? you the license licensure process is not very difficult. Like you can become, and a lot of people for for uh, it depends on the state, right? Like how you get uh, get taken care of. But a lot of people, you have to go and apply for a wedding license. And again, it depends on the state. So I don't want people being like, well, I'm going to immediately, my phone's going to blow up. And people are like, well, in Michigan, it's this way. And then somebody else is going to be like, but in New York, and then somebody's going to be in California. Like every state is different as it pertains to the regulations of how you become a married couple. But in every state, I believe it is true, you have to get a marriage license. So it's frequently the case that the ceremony is after the license has already been issued. It's, you know, in general, right? Like, it's not as big of a deal now because couples tend to live together. Uh, Cohabitation is not as big of a deal as it might have been in years past. So you might apply for a marriage certificate, let's say, on a a Wednesday, and your wedding is on a Saturday, right? Just, Just FYI out there. So a lot of times people are officially married under the law before they even have their ceremony. I got you. Well, that might be something I need to look into with all these weddings I go to. Maybe I'll just start officiating them and get my yeah, well, travel Yeah, well, with the facial hair that you tweeted out that you're going to have, I don't think you're going to be able to cross state lines soon. Well, the good I I had to honor Gardner Minshew with him, you know, getting the boot this week. I went with the double Minshew action on the face, but it is all gone now, sadly. I know everyone's pre- going to be pretty upset about that. Uh, okay, well, I saw the picture, so that's, that's actually good because I was afraid that you were going to have to preemptively register on the uh, sex offender registry based on the way your facial hair looked. No, I'm good now. Yeah, so how do you think I'll do? I think you'll do fine, like you said. I mean, you talk every day for a living. What's, uh, what's another 30 minutes, 45 minutes? Now, here, speaking of time, how long are you planning to go on here? Because I myself, minutes. okay, well, you can you like can Geico. make my wedding too. I know. I mean, it's it's minutes, really about what, sweet spot. It's really about what the couple wants, but they were like, we don't want a wedding ceremony that's over fifteen minutes long. So my top of the line uh, speech, the entire process is supposed to be done in fifteen minutes. It's a great couple, and then the party starts. So yeah, that that that's obviously an integral part of the of the process. There's no readings. There's nobody getting up, you know, that I have to call up or anything else. It's me and the couple, and that's it. Are and you going to start the wedding with a Geico read? Uh, yeah, I feel – <laughs> no. Uh, but Geico, by the way uh, – In 15 minutes, Clay. 
Geico has the best deal in the history of media on this show. They pay like 48 cents per mention. It's one of the most ridiculous radio advertisement deals, probably advertisement deals. And we have the Bobby Bonilla deal of advertising deals on this show with Geico. You know, Bobby Bonilla still makes like $20 million a year and he hasn't been playing for 25 years. They signed this deal with the previous regime and the ratings have like, I don't know, quintupled the number of people listening. It's, it's just up massively in the four years that I'm here. And this is like, the, this is like a, 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 a burden that I bear, these Geico mentions. So no, there will be no Geico sponsorship of the wedding. Geico should, Geico should be like, uh, you know how like um, when, a, uh, when somebody wins an MVP award, like they get a car? Geico should be showing up at my house every year just giving me the keys to a Ferrari for the amount of advertising that we give them and for what it costs. It's infuriating. So no, Geico will not be sponsoring the wedding. I'm worked up about this. Eddie Garcia, what do you think? Well, I, th- I think you'll do a good job. As Dub said, you, you have no trouble speaking for uh, you know, a lot of time on the radio. And, well and so said. On. Yeah. Um, but the 15 minutes, I'm definitely betting the over on that one. Just because I talk so much? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think there's probably a chance on that. And I was not like I'm going to have a watch. It's not like there's somebody in the back with a clock, like flipping the, the minutes so I can actually look at Give it. Give you the wrap it up sign. Yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> and again, uh, it's, it's, there's not that many people. I mean, there's one groomsman and there's one bridesmaid. So, you know, they'll be up on the stage. There's no kids to worry about with the ring getting lost, uh, you know, with somebody dropping it. It's on the beach. It's on a, uh, it's on a, a cove or a beach in the Florida Keys. So it's outdoor. I would say that's probably the biggest wild card is that it could be, you know, you never know what the weather is going to be in that situation. Now, have they given you sort of a script? Uh, it's it's like for the end of it to the, you know, do you take her and do you take him and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. They, they sent me like it's a traditional. I always think don't try too hard in a wedding ceremony, right? Like the vows have existed for thousands of years for the ways that people get married, right? I don't need to hear you like the groom doesn't need to reach into his back pocket and pull out a four-page letter that he wrote of vows to his bride. And I certainly don't. That This is my pet peeve, right? I, do, I think that it's way too try hard for you to try to write your own vows. If you want to write a letter to your bride or to your groom, you can give that to them and they can have it forever and they can read exactly what you think. <laughs> I don't need for you to try to turn into Shakespeare on your wedding ceremony. I've been to too many wedding ceremonies where the groom, like, it's, again, if you if, if if you are mic'd up and you pull out paper and it, like, is crinkling and you're turning pages and you're reading vows, that's a bad look to me. And also, you're probably not going to be very good at it. Like, I am a writer. I make a living as a writer. They asked me, do you want to write the vows for your wedding 15 years ago when I got married? And I said, no. He said, look, people have been getting married for thousands of years the tradition of the marriage ceremony, the wedding ceremony, is fine. I don't need to try to upstage it by turning into Shakespeare at the wedding and turning over a four-page written vow to my wife. And I feel the same way about the wife. Like, don't overdo it, right? Like, you don't need to write your own vows. Um, and so uh, so I always think that's overdone. But no, there's no, like, reading of your own vows. I was, I was happy the fact that they weren't going to be doing that no, it's a very standard, like, do you take this man? Do you take this woman? What you would typically see at a wedding. I well, think it's going to go well. This, let me ask you this then, because I... Did you write your own vows? No. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I guess this is only Danny, hold on. Danny G, did you write your own vows for your Hollywood wedding that lasted like two weeks? Hell no. Okay. Warren G did it for me. Yeah, yeah. Is it, right. is it only in movies? where? Because I've never been at a wedding. I've been at a lot of weddings where they say, is there anyone who wants to speak as to why these yeah, two? Yeah. Does that ever really happen? I would love happen? for it to happen. Do it. I would love for somebody to <laughs> interrupt the wedding and object to the wedding taking place. Just once at a wedding I'm at. But I have would you like ever heard anyone say, actually say that? No. Okay, so it's a movie thing then, right? No, oh no, no. I've 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 heard I mean at a wedding have yeah, I heard yeah, some, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I they thought do you that? were asking, have you like I would love, I would kill oh, no, no, no. for I... someone to stand up and actually object to the wedding <laughs> in the wedding itself. <laughs> I almost would pay someone uh, if my wife let me left me and I was getting remarried to like a 24-year-old Instagram influencer, smoking hot girl, not that I've thought about this, but that's 100% who I would get married to, um, I, would just, I would just marry like the dumbest, smoking hottest 24-year-old Instagram influencer who's like doing squats all day. I 100% would, would somehow get one of those girls pregnant and end up getting married to her. But the wedding would be such a sham and such a joke anyway. I would be tempted to pay somebody to stand up and object to the wedding. Just because, just to see everybody else's reaction to prank the wedding, if somebody stood yeah. up and objected to the wedding, the same way you've pranked CNN. Yeah, but don't you think? <laughs> would, I mean, wouldn't you kill to be at a wedding and have somebody actually stand up in the middle of the ceremony and object to the actual uh, actual wedding? Absolutely, I would. Especially if they had like a really detailed reason why they were objecting, just to see what everybody else would do. I think that would be riveting incredible theater no I've never seen it before but yes I, I've, I've been at several weddings where they have the the traditional if anybody objects stand, stand up and say your objection now well that would be something oh it'd be incredible to see I'm not sure in fact I can pull up and see whether or not we say that in this wedding because I don't not that I want to uh uh to to, to blow up the wedding here but that would be a uh, that would be a pretty phenomenal it would scenario. be great if it was your housekeeper who saw you naked in the shower <laughs> that time <laughs> <laughs> that housekeeper, uh, she keeps coming around, and I don't think she's a listener. Um, but I, you know, I keep expecting for that to turn into a major Me Too issue for me. Clay Travis, white man, exposed himself to me. I'm a minority woman. I was in his house, and the fact I'm like, yeah, I was in my shower, and you walked into my bath. Wouldn't matter. Be like, yeah, you are using your white privilege to just flash your genitals all over the place. No, I was in the shower inside. No, and no, it doesn't matter. You should have known. You should have padlocked four doors to keep the cleaning lady from coming in while you were in the shower. People who don't know, my cleaning lady, which hasn't happened recently, but walked in and just stood around and watched and cleaned while I was in the shower naked. And uh, and I keep expecting for, for me to be like the next Harvey Weinstein and get <laughs> let out of my house in handcuffs for uh, exposing myself. Uh, don't worry. Too. If you ever run for Senate, that whole story is going to be exposed. There are so many, so many other things that that I think I would, I would almost cancel each other out, and I don't think anybody would be surprised by anything that uh, that I was involved in. So uh, I think I, I think I would be fine. Here's the ceremony outline. Let me see. I've got it. Uh, the, yeah, it's totally uh, it's totally a normal situation, but nobody is allowed. No, nobody's allowed. Here's what I say: I blank take you blank. Uh, this is what you have to repeat. To be my wife, husband, uh, I will be faithful to you, honest with you. I will respect, trust, help, and care for you. I will share my life with you. Lies. All of these, like just a standard uh, standard good choice for the vows. Nothing extraordinary going on here. I think that's the way to go. I don't need to see you pulling out a five-page written statement about it. Try too hard is what it is. 
every time I see a groom reading his own vows, I'm like, that dude did some stuff, right? Like he's trying to cover up <laughs> for the stuff that he's done prior to this marriage. I don't need to see it. All right, we come back. I got yeah. After, after uh, the groom kisses the bride, are you going to sign off with your signature phrase? Good stuff as always. <laughs> do I? Where do I that say good stuff awesome. as always on the air? Every day. Every day. Oh, after guests and after Eddie's updates. Yeah, good stuff as always. Well, it is good That'll stuff. Be, as yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, when we come back, who who's coming in here? Chris Mannix's going to come in. Give us the latest yeah. on the NBA. He always. I've has still got to talk about uh, Georgia Auburn. Why I think it's such a significant game. Um, and all the different permutations and outcomes that can unravel from this. Hour three, by the way, Dr. David Chow will be with us uh, to give us the latest on the uh, NFL his, uh, NFL injury issues as we roll into NFL Week 11. All that still to come, Thursday edition of OutKick. Appreciate all of you. This is Fox Sports Radio. And do I have a read? I do, don't I? See, I was all, uh, all, all focused. Geico. Uh, I was all focused on how I was going to do in the in the wedding, and I totally forgot to uh, to read here. So let me pull this up. Got to pull it up. That would be great if at the very end of you talking in front of the crowd, you you pull out a 60-second read. And did a quip, yeah. uh, quip uh, advertisement. <laughs> yes. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be uh, all right, we bring in now Chris Mannix. He is our NBA insider. He does work for, it feels like, everyone on the planet surrounding the NBA. I will ask him all the different uh, organizations that he is with. But I want to start with this, Chris. Let's pretend that you are NBA commissioner Adam Silver, and I come to you and I am a concerned television executive, and I say, dude, we are paying you, whether it's TNT or ESPN, over a billion dollars a year for your product and your top players are sitting out at crazy rates only playing 75 percent of the season how do you handle load management for the betterment of the league well i think that the nba has probably done everything it can do on this particular subject um you know that they have ensured that you know, teams know that these national televised games take priority. Um, they, they need detailed explanations if players are going to skip these national televised games. But the bottom line is that they can't tell teams how to deal with injured players. And when it specifically comes to Kawhi Leonard, he is forever an injured player. What happened to him in San Antonio in that final season is legitimately going to be something that he deals with for his entire career. I don't think that Kawhi is sitting out games because he wants to, to rest or because he he physically can't do it um, in, in terms of the wear and tear. I think that lower leg injury is a legitimate injury. And back-to-backs are simply not going to be in his, in his sort of bag for the rest of his career. So... If you're the NBA, maybe you talk to your schedule makers first and foremost and say, let's not put them on nationally televised back-to-backs. Like, let's just let's be aware of the problem and try to find workarounds for it because when it comes to Kawhi, this is how it is and this is how it's going to be. Would the league be better if they only had a 60-game regular season? I mean, yes, but it, it, you'd have to get both sides to give back significant amounts of money and – that just never happens. It just doesn't. It's the same argument you make with the NFL and shortening its schedule and every other sports league that has 
this particular conversation. Would the health of players be better? Would the quality of the game be better? Of course it would. The, the, the dog days of the NBA season are real. You get into January, February, the basketball is bad uh, because these teams, especially the younger players, are worn down, the rookies. But players don't give money back. Owners aren't giving money back unless players do, and that is always the impasse we get to on that particular subject. Um, I don't know if this is getting any attention in the NBA at all. The James Wiseman uh, eligibility concerns in college basketball, all of the scandals surrounding uh, players being paid in college basketball in general, you probably know. I haven't heard lately. What's the latest on whether or not they might change the age restriction and go back to college uh, not requiring one and done? In other words, 18-year-olds would be able to go to the league. Is that going to happen, you think, anytime soon? Yeah, I believe it's going to happen. Um, the recent round of discussions with the Players Union about it have, have stalled a little bit, but from what I understand, they haven't stalled to the point where they're considering scuttling it and continuing on for the long term with this plan. The target, I believe, has always been you know, 2021, 2022, to get rid of that... Um, that, that age minimum and go back to, to high school. Now there's some, some negotiating going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, everything's a negotiation when it comes to the players union, but Adam Silver is a lot different than David Stern on this subject. Adam Silver is not as wed to the idea of guys going to college first. I mean, David Stern was hell bent on getting all his executives out of high school gyms and, and, and using college basketball really as kind of a, an NBA proving ground. Um, Adam Silver doesn't have that same mindset. So I still think ultimately it gets done. Will it go into 2023 maybe? Possibly. But I think sooner rather than later we see the NBA get rid of the one and done. All right, let's go on to uh, what's happened on the court so far. We're you know, roughly, what, 12%, 13% of the way through the season. It's still incredibly early. What has been, however, the biggest surprise to you of the first eighth or so of the NBA regular season? Well, I think how how you know excellent on both ends the Lakers have been really stands out. I mean, th- this was the part of the schedule you looked at in LA that they need to get off to a good start, and they have. So they've kind of lived up to that expectation because their schedule has been really soft in the first part of the season. You look at some of the wins, whether it was. Charlotte, Memphis, last night against, you know, the artist formerly known as Golden State. Like, this is, you know, they, they've been able to capitalize on a weak schedule. But I've been really impressed with what they've done defensively. Um, you know, Frank Vogel came in uh, during the preseason, during training camp, and said, we are going to be a hit-you-in-the-mouth defensive team. That's exactly what they've been up until this point. Dwight Howard has finally, it seems like, after five years of, 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 of just being unwilling to do this, uh, accepted a, a supporting role with that team, and he's been excellent in the first part of the season. So uh, I'll wait. I'll reserve judgment. The Lakers as true title contenders until they start playing some of these top tier teams. But so far, so good uh, with the Lakers in this group. What are you hearing about Zion and when he might be able to make his debut in the NBA? Yeah, I think he's. I'm trying to get my timetable in my head right from what I originally heard. Probably two weeks or three weeks or so away. I think from from getting back onto the floor. I mean, any extra time is based on an abundance of, of precaution by the, uh, by the Pelicans. I mean, they, 
they know what they have in him. You know, they, they've seen flashes of it in the preseason and, and in the training camp. They know this guy's the real deal. Uh, but they also know that he is really top-heavy, and that's got to be something that their training staff and their coaching staff really works on with his career. What does his body ultimately look like um, as his career moves forward? Because you don't want to get into a situation where all that muscle he has on him, all that size, starts wearing down his lower body. And, and I think that's what, what happened to a degree with, with the first injury, and that's the kind of thing that if you're not careful and you don't monitor it, uh, it could happen with him over the course of his career. He's just an, uh, a differently built guy um, for the position he plays and the level of explosiveness which he plays with. Uh, that's something they got to really be careful about as his career goes forward. What's the early reviews on the combo of Russell Westbrook and James Harden in your mind? It's okay. Um, I watched the game last night, and you know Westbrook got himself into foul trouble, so you didn't get a full breadth of what they can do. But uh, it, it's all right. I, I'm still, I'm still skeptical. I mean, two guys with the kind of usage rate that they have, and the way they play the game, and the fact that Russ is not a three point shooter. If you just look at that from a basic level, and you say that that's just not going to work. But I mean, Harden is so good. I mean, you watch him offensively. I mean, Daryl Morey got some grief for calling him the best off, you know, better offensive player than Michael Jordan. He does some unbelievable things. I mean, he is a video game out there. Step back, 28-footers, flipping up threes, body control to get to the free-throw line. He's a remarkable offensive player. And when you throw in the fact that he's a willing passer and an excellent passer, um, I, I think he can almost single-handedly find ways to make certain on-court relationships work. And if you watch them play and how they react to each other, they clearly want to make this work, and I think that does count for something. But if Russell Westbrook is going to continue to be a 25 to 28 percent three-point shooter, that's going to create a ceiling on account on how good you can be with this group, no matter how much you want to make it work. So it's been okay so far, but I still have my questions if they can win at a high level. We're talking to Chris Mannix. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, I believe, at si Chris Mannix. Uh, all right, so. The NBA's relationship with China obviously was a huge storyline coming into the season. What are you hearing about Daryl Morey and if there's going to be any further fallout? It seems like everybody's still kind of filled with trepidation about what the long-range impact of this is going to be. What is your view on that, and what do you think the league's view is? Well, I mean, one, I had one executive say to me recently, Daryl's the safest GM in the NBA, no matter what happens with his team this year. Yeah. That, that's true. I mean, it's, it's true. No matter what happens this year, he's, he's going to keep his job. I mean, look, the, the NBA is, you know, I, I, I had written at the time, at the start of all this, that they bungled it. I think they've recovered reasonably well in the aftermath of, of their initial statement. And, look, they've decided that, you know, they're, they're just going to let this sleeping dog lie. If they lose money because of it, so be it at this point. And they're going to lose money. They have lost money when it comes to sponsors and you know how the Chinese broadcasters have handled the Rockets and, and the rest of the league in general. But their philosophy is just wait this whole thing out and see if it blows over. Now, as far as Darrell goes, um, if this Rockets team comes up short this season, is it possible I could see him move on from there? Yeah, and I think it might not have just, just have everything to do with basketball. You know, you could see you know Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets, use basketball as a reason, but also have it be other things, like what happened with China and how much money they've lost for sponsorship because of all that. But uh, the NBA is going to keep its hands clean on all this. They're just not going to get involved in in the Daryl Morey business when it comes to 
uh, his relationship with China. I know it's early, but if you were projecting right now, again, we're roughly an eighth of the way through the season. Who has been the best team in the East and who has been the best team in the West? Who are the favorites to meet in the finals based on not what you expected to see coming into the season, but what you've actually seen? Yeah, I mean, from what I've actually seen, I still think there's a tier system in the Eastern Conference and Philadelphia and Milwaukee are at the top. Neither team's been perfect. I mean, Philly's trying to figure out uh, defensive chemistry and getting its offense together, while Milwaukee is still trying to replace Malcolm Brogdon, who was a, a big, big loss for them in the offseason. But they, they're talent-wise, experienced. They're just a, a cut above everybody else in the conference, including Boston, which has been great to start this year. But they still are incredibly thin uh, on that front line. The Western Conference, you know, Paul George comes back tonight. And, and that's a game-changer. You know, whatever you know, the Clippers have done up until this point, you're getting a legitimate top-ten player back in Paul George who has never shown that he's had much of an issue fitting in uh, with the team. And he's, I think he's a consummate team player who's going to be a terrific fit alongside Kawhi uh, with that team. So I'm still looking at the Clippers as, as the number-one team in the Western Conference, regardless of where they sit in the standings. Now, they may have to battle a little bit for seeding at the end because of all the load management stuff and Paul George's injury, but to me, it almost doesn't matter. I mean, if they're fully healthy at the end of the year, that team with that talent, they're the team to beat. Outstanding stuff as always, my man. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We're about to start with our draft of the best games of the weekend in the world of college or NFL in the next segment. But right here and now, to me, the Georgia-Auburn game, which is going to be my top draft pick, early spoiler alert, has by far the most at stake, I think, of any college and NFL game because so many different directions in which it can go. And let me explain. If Georgia goes out and wins against Auburn, they are going to beat, in my opinion, Texas A&M and Georgia Tech, who is not very good, to finish out their regular season. And they're going to be in a 50-50 game against LSU to potentially win the SEC championship. Moreover, that entire arena, stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, is going to almost be filled with Georgia Bulldog fans because they are going to believe, hey, if we win this game, we're going to the playoff. Whereas a lot of LSU fans, I believe, if they are sitting at 12 and 0, which I will which I believe will be the case, will decide to save their money and wait to travel for the semifinals and then the finals, which would theoretically be taking place in their backyard. But expensive tickets, expensive travel. This is underrated, I think, when you get into a scenario where you 100% know your team's going to be in the playoff. I think a lot of LSU fans will be sitting around and they'll say, well, we could go to Atlanta and watch LSU try to win the SEC championship game, but we already know we're going to be in the playoff and we might have to travel back to Atlanta or we might have to travel all the way out to Scottsdale, Arizona. If we have to decide how to spend our money, why not go ahead and save and wait for the playoff? Whereas Georgia fans because this game is taking place in Atlanta, are going to be all in on the idea that they need to go 
and buy tickets and root for their team to advance to the playoff, Georgia will have infinitely more at stake than LSU would. So the playoff to me turns on this game in a big way because I think if Georgia beats Auburn, they will beat LSU and go to the SEC champ, go to the national championship as one of the four playoff teams. But if Georgia loses to Auburn, then everything is in an uproar because it's not as clean of a potential result in the college football playoff. This is by far a fulcrum game, a pivot point. So much can unspool based on what happens in this game. And as we talked about yesterday, if you're an Auburn Tiger fan, if you win, you theoretically could make a run and steal your way into the playoff because you'd have a game theoretically against Alabama to end the year to get to 10-2 and two and put yourself into the middle of the playoff race as well. So this by far, I believe, is the best game going into the weekend. The reason why we're talking about best games going into the weekend, well, the NFL Week 11 is starting this night uh, with the Browns hosting the Steelers. But also, I'm out tomorrow. Jason Martin and Jeff Schwartz will be sitting in because I'm marrying a couple down in the Florida Keys. I am the officiant for the wedding. So soon after I finish the show this morning, I'm hopping on a flight and headed down to the Florida Keys to get ready for that wedding. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Los Angeles Clippers on the road against the Houston Rockets, and Doc Rivers gets kicked out of the game. His son, Austin, is on the Rockets, and he egged on the officials to toss his dad. Here's what that sounded like. Doc Rivers is at midcourt right now. Tony Brothers... Look at Austin Austin Rivers Rivers calling his son. No, that's the best. (laughs) Look at his son saying, calling for a tee. Tee up, my dad. He's on the other team, and there it is. (laughs) Doc's son begging for his dad to get a technical. And now waving for him. (laughs) (laughs) How good is that? Austin just looked at us. He's like, get him out of here. Get him out. And he bought him dinner last night. That's really, really funny. Uh, Mike Breen and (laughs) Jeff Van Gundy, I believe, on the call as Doc Rivers gets tossed. And I believe we have both guys reacting uh, after the game to Austin cheering for his dad to get tossed out of the game. There was a lot of gripe in all games. So my guess is they were tired of all of us. But when you make a mistake like that, you can't then throw the coach out. Like, you got to own up to your mistakes. We own up to ours. I just told you we didn't play good basketball. I got to do a better job with our offense. I'm owning up to it. They should own up to it as well. I don't know if you noticed, but Austin was behind you kind of telling the refs to tee you. Yeah, well, he should. You know, he should. Uh, I didn't care. I saw him, actually. Did you enjoy the last couple tees of the game? I did. I mean, we saw you calling for it. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I can see him. I've seen that look before. Many times. Yeah. Once he starts blinking his eyes fast, he starts. Uh, he's, that's when I know he's about to level up. So I just start telling Tony to get him. They got him. He's out of here. You said Thanksgiving was going to be weird, but you actually played them one more time before Thanksgiving. Uh, I doubt we'll go to dinner or anything like that. He actually is sensitive to stuff like that, so uh, we'll see what happens. But I love him. I mean, it was a really good moment, though. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. I really did enjoy that. That is fantastic. 
I 1 billion percent can see my kids rooting for me to get tossed out of a game <laughs> if they were on the opposite side. I've got three boys, too. Um, it's funny, like we had, uh, I coach Little League, and uh, I got into an argument with an umpire in one of our baseball games. And uh, and after the game, I was like, hey, you know, I was talking to my son. Uh, he's nine. And I was like, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you argue with an umpire, try to be respectful, but if they get the call wrong, you know, I felt like it's my obligation not to just let them get the call wrong and not say anything. And so you're having a conversation with your son, and he's like, yeah, I was kind of hoping you would get thrown out, Dad. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you got to uh, show Lincoln some old school footage of Billy Martin on YouTube. Yeah, he would love those. He would love those uh, those the, the flip out sessions. Um, in fact, he's on YouTube right now watching the highlights of all last night's games. I, I don't. It, it is funny, like uh, the way that your kids will consume sports that are so much different than uh, than yourself. Like the first thing my kids do when they wake up in the morning. I used to put on SportsCenter, right? I mean, before school, you know, you sit down, eat your cereal or whatever, and uh, watch the highlights from the games last night that might have happened while you were sleeping. First thing they do is get up and grab uh, the iPad and go to YouTube and look up the highlights, which are really incredibly detailed and posted, of whatever game happened last night. So whereas you or I or anybody else out there who's around our age, you might have had to sit and watch SportsCenter, and SportsCenter is an hour long or whatever it is, and you might really care about four minutes of highlights, right? Your your team or some game that you cared about in particular, uh, but you had to waste that time sometimes and sit and watch highlights of other games. These guys, like they just they know exactly what game they care about, what players they care about. They just go sit down with their iPad, immediately type in who they want to see, and boom, there's four or five minutes of highlights expressly created for the game themselves that they want to watch. It's just a different generation uh, in the way that they consume that content, and it's kind of wild to see. I mean. For them, YouTube is more important than cable is. I mean, I don't, I don't know about – if you have young kids, and it doesn't matter what age they are, they are obsessed with YouTube. I mean, it's uncanny how much time my kids spend watching other kids, you know, as they age. First of all, they're watching other kids, like, open presents and play with toys. It's wild. Um, and uh, and the amount of, uh, of time that they spend on YouTube – they don't spend any time other than when, when they're with me watching television, watching sports on television. Otherwise, it's like cable, cable and satellite doesn't matter to them. It's all YouTube. Yeah, my daughter's all YouTube. No, no, no cable TV. Just and does she it. watch like little kids play? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and they've got that algorithm down to such a science that they only serve up what the kid's going to like next, and they go into a YouTube vortex. I don't know about you, but like I never watch YouTube. Yeah, and I no. Uh, I mean, it just it, it isn't ever on my radar. But really, it, not even for music videos. I, well, I guess you that's don't the watch only time music I watch videos. It, the videos because my daughter likes watching music videos and she'll watch it on yeah. YouTube. No, I mean I'll watch highlights occasionally on YouTube if I if I miss something. But now for me, most everything I see is on my Twitter feed uh, or it's in the trending tab on Twitter just to make sure that I'm not missing anything. But I, I don't know any adults who watch YouTube like uh, like the kids do. I mean, it, it's uncanny. For anybody who's you know twelve or under, I would bet that YouTube is the number one place that they spend their time uh, for media. Maybe that's going to change with Disney Plus launching. Do you guys see that they got ten million subscribers in the first day? Anybody sign up for Disney Plus? Do you sign up for it, uh, Roberto? Yeah, I got a uh, I got it for free for a year with Verizon Unlimited. Yeah. So have you tried it out yet? Yeah, it's great. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I we haven't signed up for it yet. I'm sure we will because the kids. But uh, but ten million people in a day is pretty wild. Stock was up like $8. Uh, it, it's intriguing to think about what that means going forward because I think what it means is that more and more people are going to cut cable and satellite. 
And as a result, you're going to end up paying for all these individual streaming services. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, we are right now, I think, at an incredibly disruptive moment in media. And I don't know where it's going to end up, but I think cable and satellite for many people is going to die. Now, I feel like a dinosaur because I would prefer to sit down with my Xfinity remote and be able to watch every sport easily. Like, just hit the C button on their remote and let me see all the sports that are going on. I don't want to have to go to multiple places to watch the games that I care about. But I think that's going to change in a big way over the next five to ten years. And you're not even going to recognize the way you consume sports in ten years. Uh, But that's a topic for another day, probably. We could spend a lot of time on it. It's Thursday. Usually we do this on Friday. But because I'm out going down to the Florida Keys to officiate a wedding of a couple of friends... Uh, yes, I'm going to be standing there giving them the vows. I'm up on the, the stage for the for the procession, everything else. So I will be out tomorrow. You'll have uh, Jeff Schwartz and Jason Martin sitting in on Friday. Usually in hour three on Friday, we do the draft, right? Like what game are you taking for football in particular, college or NFL, that you are most interested in watching? So let's go ahead and knock out the uh, the NFL and college football draft right now. And I've already told you guys what game I won. I talked about it at the end of hour two. I think by far the most important and impactful game as it pertains to either NFL or college football is Georgia on the road at Auburn because of all the playoff implications. If Georgia beats Auburn, I think they're going to make the college football playoff. Let me repeat that. If Georgia beats Auburn, and by the way, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I actually like Auburn on the on the line uh, if you had to pick a side here right now. But if Georgia beats Auburn, and they're around a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game at Jordan-Hare down in Auburn, then I think that Georgia will beat Texas A&M and Georgia Tech, will be 11-1, and and will be going up against 12-0 and likely LSU. And I believe whoever wins that SEC title game would get in. Obviously, I think 12-0 and LSU is in regardless. So I think they're in even if they lose to Georgia. But Georgia in Atlanta in front of a home crowd, I believe would get that win. And so I think if Georgia beats Auburn, they are going to get into the playoff. And all the talk about Alabama at 11-1 and and all that discussion is going to rapidly flip and people are going to start talking about 12-1 and Georgia winning the SEC and getting in. So I think Auburn-Georgia, most impactful game by far. If you are an Oregon fan or if you are an Alabama fan or Utah or Oklahoma or Baylor, you want Georgia to lose to Auburn, I believe, and uh, and be done in terms of being a, a college football playoff contender. So that is my draft pick. Danny G, what game would you take? I'm going to go to the NFL and choose a game you guys have been talking a lot about on Lock It In on FS1. The Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Great game in the NFL. Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson go head-to-head. Baltimore needs to stay at the very top of their conference, you know, to uh, really make a run towards the postseason and maybe get home field advantage. And, of course, Lamar Jackson, he keeps proving you wrong as he stays in the MVP conversation. That video game spin move he pulled last weekend, one of the best plays I've seen all season. Five defenders around him, Clay. Have gotten a lot of attention. They have. But if Deshaun Watson and the Texans win this game, and I think they are, then look out because the Texans would be a legitimate contender to get that bye because they would have the tie break over the Ravens. They already have the tie break over the Chiefs. And then the Texans would be sitting, I believe I'm correct, right, at seven and three. 
Yeah. And they would be basically even with the Ravens at that point in time. The Ravens would be what eight and or they'd be eight and three. Uh, would that be their record? I think or or they'd be seven and three yeah. too. They're seven and two right now. So they would be yes. they would drop to the three seed, right? I mean, there's a lot of talk about the Ravens chasing uh, the Patriots, but if the Texans won this game on the road, and I think they will, that at the end of Week Eleven. If the season suddenly ended, it's not, obviously. But if it did, the Texans would be the two seed. And I think that surprises a lot of people listening to us right now because they've been focusing on the Patriots and the idea of the Ravens chasing the Patriots. But the Ravens would actually fall into wildcard week and the Texans would ascend to the bye week. So this is a massive game for both of those teams. I like that draft pick. What about you, Dub? Well, obviously, my number one pick would be the Georgia-Auburn game. But As for an the Auburn sake alum. of the segment, yeah. that's correct. I'm going to stick in college, and I'm going to go with Oklahoma at Baylor because yeah. this is another game with huge playoff implications. OU is a road favorite, a pretty substantial road favorite at that. But the way they've been playing defense the last couple of weeks, especially losing to Kansas State, giving up 48 points, and then last week really squeaking by Iowa State, giving up 41 points, I think Baylor has a decent shot here. Uh, at home to stay undefeated and this would be a game I think that would open people's eyes and really they'd really gain a lot of respect in this game if they if they hold off Oklahoma and get the upset win so I'm gonna go with OU at Baylor solid draft pick uh and right now Oklahoma is a 10 point favorite in this game which seems insanely high to me based on the way that Oklahoma has played as you mentioned defensively in the past two weeks that was ominous against Iowa State because they came out of their bye week And you would think, okay, they're going to bounce back from that loss to Kansas State. They're going to be in a lot better shape. And frankly, they got away with what I thought was a pass interference call on the two-point conversion. Uh, But they were one play away from losing to Matt Campbell in Iowa State, which would have really just killed and torpedoed their entire season. Um, And so they're still alive. They got this game against Baylor. I expect it to be close and high scoring. Definitely one worth watching. Uh, Eddie Garcia, what game would you draft? I have to go with uh, Minnesota at Iowa. Uh, the uh, by the way, that's our Discover Card key matchup. Uh, the ah, there you go- go. Golden Gophers, of course, ranked number eight. Iowa checks in uh, at number twenty. But uh, if you look at the Hawkeyes' three losses at Michigan, ten to three. Yep. Um, at Wisconsin, twenty four twenty two, and then home to Penn State, seventeen to twelve. So there's no doubt this is going to be a close game. Will Minnesota be able to? once again step up after that huge huge win over uh, Penn State last week at home and then go on the road and and you know be able to get up to that level again we'll have to wait and see but uh, I'm gonna watch that game I got Iowa I think Iowa wins this one and ends the uh, row your boat perfection for PJ Fleck and Minnesota uh, Roberto who you got I'm going with the Patriots Eagles game uh, yeah that's for, a great one too yeah for the last five, five matches decided by one possession including this the Super Bowl and uh, the Eagles got to try to stay alive to try to hang on to one of those, to try to get one of those wild card spots. I don't think the Eagles have a chance at the wild card, but they got a good chance at the NFC East. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, the NFC East. Yeah. yeah I mean, the wild card is a mess uh, in the NFC because the teams are so good right now. The Seahawks are eight and two, and the Vikings are seven and three. But if you're going to believe that uh, that the Eagles or the Cowboys, one of them, obviously, both teams five and four right now, with the Cowboys having the tie break, it's a big swing weekend. Uh, because if the Eagles could find a way to beat the Patriots, one, it would be an upset, but two, then it puts a lot more pressure on the Dallas Cowboys going forward who still have to go to Philadelphia, and the Cowboys 
have a tough game potentially if Matthew Stafford's back on the road against the, the Lions. Lions. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me at all if the Cowboys lost that one. So uh, that is definitely worth paying attention to. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Bring in now Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc uh, as the weekend gets ready. First of all, thanks for getting up early with us, uh, Dr. Chow. Secondly, um, I'm fascinated by this. James Conner, biggest storyline, I would say, in tonight's game between the Steelers and the Browns has been his health. He's missed two straight games. Do you expect him to be back, and do you expect him to be healthy? I actually think he'll be back. And, um, you know, I was wrong. I thought he would be back earlier, but he's back now, and I think he'll be fine. Uh, why do you think he ended up missing two games? That was kind of a significant hit. Now, the, the Steelers seem to have been able to survive without him. Uh, but, I mean, two games is a, is a fairly significant injury. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the Steelers were right. They sat him, they didn't play him, and they won two games without him. So, you know, it all works out. Um, all right, let's go into uh, a couple of other guys that have had sort of uh, injury, star-crossed injury seasons here. A.J. Green uh, with the Bengals. I, I don't know at this point why he would want to play, really, uh, or why the Bengals would want to play him. I bet in retrospect they kind of wish almost they had traded him. But at this point, is he going to play? The Bengals are 0-9. They said that he had some swelling in his ankle that acted up. Do you expect him to play this weekend? I, I do not. I do not expect him to play this weekend because there was video from Tom Pelissaro before the game where he was working out, and he was clearly favoring the left ankle. And uh, he didn't have full, full range of motion. He wasn't really pushing off on it. And uh, at this point, I think John Ross might come back before A.J. Green does. Um, and that's interesting in and of itself. We've got a couple of quarterbacks uh, that are always uh, getting a lot of attention. Quarterback injuries, obviously. Matthew Stafford was a very surprising scratch uh, before the game against the Bears. Do you expect for him to be back against the Cowboys? I don't know that he's going to be back this week, but he'll be back by the traditional Lions game for, on Thanksgiving. It's not season-ending. This is a uh, transverse process fracture. And, uh, you know, it's not related to his nerves or spinal canal. He'll be back. He's as tough as they come, other than Philip Rivers, who has the uh, longest uh, uh, consecutive game streak. But uh, it's not like season-ending. Okay, what about Nick Foles? Uh, Nick Foles injures himself in week one. He now is coming back in theory to start, I believe, on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, what do you anticipate from him? Should he be 100% healthy? Well, there's, there may be some rust, right? I mean, he just got back. But uh, his left clavicle should be 100% healthy. I don't, I don't anticipate any problems. And, you know, uh, if you go back and look at that play, that's the very definition of the body weight rule, which wasn't called earlier this season. On the way that he was landed on in uh, in week one, with the idea being that that's an additional way to injure people. Let's talk about the Cowboys' offensive line. The Cowboys coming off a really disappointing home loss to the Minnesota Vikings. 
three out of five of their linemen have injury issues of a differing uh, order or different differing disorder that they're dealing with. Sometimes these cluster injuries at the same position can be particularly impactful when it comes to the overall quality of play. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboy offensive line hugely uh, compensated. Uh, they, they do an incredible job blocking for Dak to allow him to throw, but also for Ezekiel Elliott. This is kind of a must-win game for the Cowboys. How healthy do you expect to see, ultimately, these guys are at the offensive line position? Well, Clay, you're right on it, right? I mean, three out of five guys on the offensive line, that's a big deal. The uh, strength of the Cowboys has always been their offensive line. But I think it's a good chance that Zach Martin will play through. Connor Williams will not. Leo Collins is about 50-50 in terms of playing through, so they have a chance of getting a little bit healthier. Uh, okay, we're talking with uh, Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. A couple more uh, questions for you here um, as we uh, as we break down the uh, the situation. Jacoby Brissett, uh, he did not play, and as a result, Brian Hoyer was uh, very mediocre at the quarterback position for the Indianapolis Colts. They lost at home to the Miami Dolphins. Now, as we just mentioned, they've got a big game with the Jags coming to town. Nick Foles, uh, Jacoby Brissett got rolled up on, uh, I think sprained his MCL against the Steelers. What do you anticipate for him? Uh, book it. He's going to play. He's going to be fine. This was not about looking past the Miami Dolphins. This was about looking forward to playing three AFC South rivals in division games this week against the Jags and uh, three games in three weeks against AFC South rivals as opposed to looking past against the Dolphins and Jacoby Reset will play and be fine. All right, uh, George Kittle. Uh, what uh, is up with, uh, with George Kittle? Obviously, this is impactful in particular because it also is connected now to Emmanuel Sanders. Kittle seems to have a knee ankle injury. They showed him a lot in the uh, in the box uh, they are watching the game from uh, from one of the suites during the, uh, the the epic Monday night football game between the Seahawks and the 49ers Emmanuel Sanders also got injured these are two of the biggest targets for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo what do you anticipate from those two guys I think Emmanuel Sanders injury is when he got his helmet knocked off and folded over I think it's a rib cartilage injury not different than uh, Julian Edelman's injury who he's and he's played through the whole time, Julian Edelman. So Emmanuel Sanders actually has a chance to play through. George Kittle, I'm a little more worried about. I mean, his injury was on Halloween. He uh, hasn't practiced since. Uh, Kyle Shanahan spoke up and said he's not going to play. And then the 49ers corrected him and said, well, we're not sure about that yet. But here's the thing. He had that hyperextension injury. You play through on Halloween. No major ligament damage. But I'm still worried about bone bruise. And uh, when he doesn't play this weekend on Sunday, it's going to be like two and a half weeks since he's played. And uh, it might be another week or two before he comes back. Yeah, no doubt. All right. And the last question for you. Uh, the Houston Texans have a big game on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. We were just talking about the fact that if the Texans won this game, they would be the two seed slotted in the AFC with five weeks to go. Uh, Will Fuller has had an incredibly injury-filled uh, tenure with the Houston Texans. But when he is healthy, he can take the top off of a defense. He is incredibly talented. 
Uh, what do you anticipate with him? Since the beginning of the season, for the preseason injury report at ProFootballDoc.com, we did not expect him to be 100% coming off the, the ACL surgery from the year before. This is no different than Dalvin Cook last year, where Dalvin Cook was coming off the ACL and had hamstring issues and was far from 100%. But this year, Dalvin Cook is great. Same thing with Will Fuller. Will Fuller next year will be great. This year is not going to be the best year for him. Outstanding stuff as always. Uh, Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc. Appreciate the time, my man. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Thank you. Uh, uh, Dr. Chow there. Let me go ahead and bring in uh, Eddie Garcia, find out what's shaking on, uh, uh, on the world of the sports update. And then we come back, talk a little bit about Chase Young. But first, Eddie Garcia, what you got for me? Real quick, want to remind you that online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, the game of the night had the Rockets beating the Clippers 102-93. Houston now 8-3 and with that win. James Harden led all scorers with 47 points. With the Clippers in the loss, Kawhi Leonard 26 points and 12 rebounds. Lakers no trouble beating the Warriors 120-94. Lakers are 9-2. and They didn't even need Anthony Davis in this one. He got the night off. Because of a sore shoulder, Golden State now 2-10 and ten on the year. Celtics are league best 9-1. and one. They won their ninth straight game, outscoring the Wizards 140-133. to Raptors over the Trailblazers 114-106. to Toronto's 8-3. The Timberwolves top the Spurs 129-114. to And the Magic beat the 76ers 112-97. College basketball number 16, Ohio State, got off to a great start. Never looked back in a 76-51 win over 10th-ranked Villanova. Wins for number 4, Louisville, and number 11, Texas Tech. Won number 22, LSU lost to VCU 84-82. Number 8 Minnesota faces number 20 Iowa, 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday in our Discover Card Key matchup. Brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much they'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashback match. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds. First, a word from Mako. Those scratches and dings on your car aren't going to fix themselves. Oh, man. At Mako, getting paint damage repaired is as easy as book... Quote, fix. Come to Mako for a new paint job backed by our nationwide warranty. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. We didn't talk a lot about this, but uh, Chase Young, who was suspended Ohio State's defensive end, who, depending on who's drafting number one overall, could theoretically be the number one overall pick, could be the next Nick Bosa rolling into the NFL and start dominating almost from the moment he uh, steps out on the field. Uh, but he uh, had an NCAA investigation into improper benefits. And again, I think a lot of these NCAA investigations are total crap. I don't particularly care about them. But Nick Young, uh, Chase Young was suspended for two games, ultimately, was the resolution for Maryland and for Rutgers, which is a really pretty funny suspension because Maryland and Rutgers are both so bad, it doesn't matter if Chase Young is playing. He basically gets two weeks off to heal up and be 100% for Penn State and Michigan and the Big Ten title game, uh, bang, 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 which will be three straight games that actually matter in a big way. Ohio State is a 52-point favorite right now, one of the biggest lines we've ever seen in the history of college football and major conferences uh, as they go up against Rutgers. Um, But I think it's instructive. There's another NCAA issue going on right now, which you haven't talked about very much, which is James Wiseman, who is the presumptive number one overall pick potentially in the NBA draft next summer. Uh, He is also facing his own NCAA-related issues, and rather than work with the NCAA and potentially sit him 
for a uh, for a couple of uh, games, maybe seven or eight games at most in November and December. Memphis has sued the NCAA, arguing that uh, that that Wiseman should be legal throughout. This will be an intriguing story to follow. But I just thought it was interesting to have maybe a guy who could be the number one overall pick. Again, it's unlikely because the Bengals appear to be drafting first right now, and the expectation is that they would take a quarterback. Uh, but if uh, if you have the number one overall guy in the NFL and potentially the number one overall guy in the NCAA basketball, both facing potential issues going forward, this is an intriguing subplot the way that the two schools responded. Uh, Ohio State worked with the NCAA, set down Chase Young for two games, everything's cleared up, and there was no real risk that Ohio State was ever going to lose to Maryland or Rutgers because both teams are really bad. Memphis, on the other hand, decided to file a lawsuit over Wiseman's status, and as a result, their entire season is in jeopardy, uh, potentially, with what could have been, I think, a relatively easy solution in November and December when the games don't matter as much. You go ahead and set down James Wiseman, and then he's able to come back in February and January and March when all the games matter a lot more in conference and in the NCAA tournament. It's just an intriguing storyline to follow the way all of that ended up shaking out. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. No limitations apply to winning when it comes to these gambling picks that I'm going to give you right now. Uh, Go ahead and get your pen and paper out, or you can go check them out at outkick.com, and you will be well on your way to making a bundle. I got 13 picks this week, a lot of games to talk about. Indiana is on the road against Penn State, but first, we got to cue the music. Guess who's back? It's time. A.K.A. Mr. Make It Rain on them. For Clay Travis to make us rich. I'm rich. Including the legendary, famous, well-known, talk of the town, most celebrated. I'd buy that for a dollar. Blood. Bank. Guaranteed. The Indiana Hoosiers are one of the most surprising teams so far in college football. They are sitting, I believe, at 7-2. and two. And one of those losses should have been a win. They choked it away against Michigan State. Iowa is uh, – hold on a sec. Well, I'm throwing all apart here. They they are on the road against Penn State. Penn State is getting ready for their game next week against Ohio State, which is going to be the biggest game of the year maybe now in the Big Ten because it will decide the Big Ten East. So I think it's a little bit of a trap game situation for Penn State even though – They are coming off of a loss against Minnesota. I think 14 and a half is too many points. Hop on the Hoosiers. Ohio State. I bet this game. I can't believe I bet it because the line is just crazy. Ohio State over a 50-point favorite against Rutgers. But here's the question you have to ask. First of all, Ohio State's 8-0 in their last eight games against the spread. And Rutgers is 1-8 against the spread in their past nine games. Question you have to ask yourself. Do you feel like Ohio State will score 65? I do. Do I feel like Rutgers is going to score over 15? I don't. So over as ridiculous as it is, I'm all in on Ohio State. Minnesota, Iowa. I think the Hawkeyes are going to get it done. They are a three-point favorite. uh, Despite the fact that Minnesota has had a lot of success this year, they have lost four in a row to Iowa. Minnesota has won a lot of close games this year. That ends in Kinnick Stadium with the Hawkeyes getting the big win. UCLA on the road against Utah. Crazy story. 
Chip Kelly, for all of the failings of UCLA back in September, if they were to pull off an upset against Utah, they'd be the favorite to win the Pac-12 South and play for the Pac-12 title. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but I think the pressure on Utah, now the seventh team in the college, seventh-ranked team in the college football playoff, is going to get ratcheted up. UCLA, 21-point favor, uh, underdog, too many points. I don't think Utah is going to win by over three touchdowns. Take UCLA to get the cover here. South Carolina, Texas A&M. A&M really needs to win this game. They're sitting right now at 6-3, and three, but they finish out the season after this one on the road against Georgia and on the road against LSU. If they lose this one, they could lose their final three. I think they come out like a house on fire, absolutely destroy South Carolina, who is fading fast. The Gamecocks sitting at 4-6. and six. I like uh, Texas A&M by two touchdowns or more. Georgia-Auburn, I like the under initially in this but the under has already fallen five points since I gave this pick out now I'm a little bit more uh, concerned about that might be inclined if you already bet the uh, the uh, under to come back on top of the over and try to set up a middle but if you want to hop on a side here and what's the biggest game of the weekend I believe in college or the NFL I think Auburn wins outright I think Auburn wins this game outright they're around a two and a half point favorite hop on the Tigers Oklahoma Baylor We talked about this game earlier. The line is too much, plus 10, and I'm on the over. I like this one uh, to go over, and I like Baylor. Tap the vein. My blood bank guarantee is Kentucky at Vanderbilt. We won two with the blood bank guarantee last week. I think we're going to win this one again this week. Again, we are on fire with the blood bank guarantee. You want one pick this weekend. Kentucky at Vanderbilt, the under 44. All right, let me go ahead and bring in the crew. Big game going on tonight uh, with the NFL coming back for week 11. Uh, We've got a situation going on here with the Browns hosting the Steelers. What do you anticipate here? I like the Browns to get the win. I also like the under. I think it'll be low scoring. That's what I'm going to bet on Lock It In today. What do you think, Danny G? What's your play tonight, Thursday night football? I think Minka Fitzpatrick and the Steelers defense is the difference tonight. Pittsburgh gets the W. All right, what about you, Dub? I can't trust Baker Mayfield quite yet, so I'm going to roll with the Steelers as well. Uh, is Eddie still there, or did he bail? He took the Steelers, but he said the first possession uh, is going to tell everything in this game. If the Steelers get off to a good start, they'll win, and vice versa. Eddie, big Steelers fan, not surprising that he took the Steelers. And Roberto, what about you? What are you taking here? Going with the, the Browns at home, a low-scoring game. It's a big game because if the Steelers win and get to 6-4, and four, they legitimately could end up threatening the Baltimore Ravens at the end of the year, final week of the season. Their schedule is not very difficult. It's also a big game if you're an AFC fan uh, of a team, let's say the Oakland Raiders. Let's say you're a fan of the Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, any of these teams that are kind of on the periphery of the playoff race right now. If the Steelers go out and win this one to get to 6-4, and four, they're setting up to have a pretty good conclusion to their season. If they lose 5-5, five and five, final six weeks of the season is wide open in terms of who's going to be able to uh, advance to the wild card or win divisions. There is much to be excited about as we come down the stretch run of the season in the NFL. But again, I think the biggest game of the weekend is... Georgia on the road against Auburn. That will tell us the most about the playoff picture in uh, either the NFL or college football. It's the biggest game. All right, guys, I am headed out. I'm headed down to the Florida Keys shortly after I leave this radio program today. Jason Martin and Jeff Schwartz will be in with you tomorrow. I've got to go conduct a wedding. 
down in the Florida Keys. Perfect weather down there. Fingers crossed that it goes well. We'll give you a review on Monday. We'll be talking about all the big NFL and college football games then. Early weekend starting now for me. I appreciate all of you. Hope you have fantastic weekends. And I'll be back with you on Friday. The crew will be with you with Jeff Schwartz and Jason Martin tomorrow. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.